0: Three is in the books. We saw some fantastic NFL games that included historic plays like the Justin Tucker 66-yard boot, along with the Jamal Agnew 109-yard field goal return. Two perennial giants in the Chiefs and Seahawks fell to 1-2 on the year, while we watched the Juggernaut Rams stomp all over the Bucks on the way to a 3-0 start. As a side note, the NCAA slate was quite nice as well. For all of you who faded Boston College, you got what you deserved. We live and we die by the half man. Maybe Elia Drinkwitz will talk less shit about the great state of Massachusetts next time he comes to Chestnut Hill. As we move into week four, we move out of our divisional schedule and head across borders into Israel and Palestine respectively. Make sure to wear your explosive proof vests. All right, now on to the week three recap. I'll let Gino go ahead and talk about some of these games last week.
1: Yeah, we're going to start with the Shrimp and the Boats and Young-Ho, still sporting the worst name in the league. But it was a high-flying matchup. The Boats continues to roll, looking like a real contender. He's second most in points, but injuries have hit the boat. Looks like we need a bigger boat here. If only the Shrimp had a second quarterback, we might be singing a different tune. But the Shrimp does not quit and will be a tough out. I think he might be playing spoiler for a few teams down the stretch here.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, next matchup, we saw Cosmic Gumbo take down Motley Ju 143 to 119. Uh, What do we got to say? We had some pretty high outlooks for Motley Ju going into the year. They've they have underperformed, I think.
1: Just about to say, after a monster performance in Week 1, Motley Ju has dropped two to add salt to the wound. It looks like CMAC is on the shelf for a few weeks, so we'll see how that affects both this year and next. But Cosmic Gumbo getting back on track as he sits in the top three spot in Palestine. Um, it's pretty impressive considering he's gotten very little from Miles Sanders, Hill, and A-Rob. Um, but we'll see mostly how the Jimmy G trade pays off for the Gumbo's. I
0: think that might be the biggest sign for this year. Our next matchup from last week saw Z Phantoms take down Deshaun's massage parlor, 123 to 113. There were some talks uh, of of sitting players and and, uh, getting the tank underway, but it'll have to wait as Phantoms get a timely win uh, in his final divisional matchup uh, of this first part of the season.
1: Yeah, it was a big win for Phantoms. He gets his first victory of 2021, but as we all know, he has his sights set on the future um, as he just recently shipped off the reigning MVP, which we'll get to. Um, But after a 2-0 start, some people around the league are starting to question if the parlor is a fluke or not Um, this team will live and die by the wide receivers which is never a good position group to live and die by Um, and it really doesn't appear to have a strong qb2 and matty ice so there's some holes there in uh, the dmp
0: Yep. And uh, next we saw Nadamakong Ju get their first win of the season, uh, winning 159 to 146 over Orleans Saints, who has yet to find the win column. This was an interesting one, uh, saw a lot of points and two teams that are off to a rough start, but uh, have, have frequently been putting up big numbers.
1: Yeah, a lot of points for, but also a lot of points against uh, the preseason darling, Ndamukong Jew, finally getting his first victory, so congratulations there. Uh, When this team is at its best, you're seeing the full potential, so it's kind of scary for the rest of the league, but still not totally sold on the RBs despite their really good performance last week. JOS, I feel bad for you, man, falls to 0-3, but he's already starting to make some recent moves to salvage this season and beyond. We'll see how dynamic... This team is after shipping off Cook and getting Mahomes, which we'll talk about in a short while here.
0: Yep, and next we saw Evil Stevie getting to three and zero on the season, uh, taking down Gino sitting next to me, one thirty three to one hundred nine. It was a bit of a stinker for Gino, but. Uh, Finds himself now in a bit of a hole, one and two, but uh, his point totals have been have been very respectable, and uh, we'll see if he can bounce back as we travel across borders.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to take down one Diaz Ibertini, but almost impossible to take down two in consecutive weeks. Uh, this week, it was just the downfall of the running backs. I got 15 combined points from Chubb and Tyson Williams with no Henderson, so... Uh, we are going in to, uh, you know, climb a mountain and just, you know, unfortunately could not conquer it. But Evil Stevie, you know, only undefeated team left, so congratulations there off the white-hot start. Uh, his team is led by two MVP candidates with Stafford and Kyler Murray. However, I still think there are some holes, especially at the wide receiver position. So while it's impressive to start off 3-0, and am I taking him as a serious championship contender? Mm, we'll see as the calendar shifts to October.
0: Yep, and finally, we saw myself, the Iron Dome, take down Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes? (laughs) 120 to 110. Uh, We talked about the potential regression for Tonelli's team. He'd been putting up some pretty big numbers. Luckily, I saw it come against me. Uh, Pretty pretty stinky matchup as a whole. Pretty low point total for both squads, but I'm glad to get out of the first three divisional games, 2-1, and even if the points aren't there.
1: Yeah, definitely, and and you're really nailing it on the head. There was regression coming for State guys that finally happened as we all expected. Uh, having Zach Wilson for 2021 might be the Achilles' heel, but for Beyond it might not. So it's just something to monitor for this season moving forward. Um, you know, congrats Iron Dome moving in two and one. It's a a record that everyone kind of strives for after the first three weeks. Um, and what do you know, the Heineken man not only producing, but outscoring Joe Burrow. So maybe losing two after all isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, Will certainly be something to monitor moving forward as that obviously was a blowout performance by the Bills over the R words. But yeah, really excited for the first three
0: weeks and let's move into October. And before we get into the week four preview, there were a few big transactions, trades that went through. Uh, first seeing myself, the Iron Dome, send Jacoby Myers to Boats and Youngho for a 2023 second round pick. Uh, this one, certainly not the fireworks trade that we will go over in a second, but both teams sort of filled the need. I am looking to get some picks and Sanchez, uh, was seeking some depth specifically at the wide receiver position. So I think this one works out for both of us. We won't know who that player is for a couple years, uh, so stay tuned. Finally, the big boy, as you all know, Phantoms sent Patrick Mahomes to JOS for Dalvin Cook and a 2023 (laughs) first-round pick. What can I say? This one was a bit shocking to me. Uh, JOS, at least in my opinion, uh, wasn't projecting to be a buyer uh, at at 0-3. We talked about their point totals, but still, you got to – got to consider everything on top of that i think that at their respective contracts dalvin might be the more valuable piece of the trade and you give up a first round pick it'll be interesting to see if either of the player pieces remain on rosters next season but early lean says brad wins another big blockbuster trade
1: yeah sure and i'll comment on that uh cook and Mahomes trade. I think quarterbacks have been a, a hot commodity in, in the trade market, especially in this league. Um, so to see one go, the reigning MVP, a guy who has bid extremely high for, uh, it's kind of shocking three weeks in, but it just kind of goes to show you the ambition of some of the owners in our league. So I really like it. Um, I'm a little bit more of a conservative owner. That's just who I am. I like to kind of wait it out, especially in a dynasty. Um, but it's great to see. It's great to talk about. It gives us some. You know, talking points midweek, and then obviously when we're doing the the matchups and uh, the podcast as well, it's just it's just great talking points. So keep the trades on coming, and we'll see who the winner is uh, probably in December.
0: Yeah, I, I love talking about these trades. Um, so if if. We can get one a week. <laughs> that would be fantastic.
1: And the winner's yeah. going to flip flop based on you know, oh, Cook had a great week. Brad won that trade. Oh, Mahomes went off for fifty. Well, Roop won that trade. Yeah. So you know, it, it's tough. Give us some good
0: fodder to talk about. Throughout exactly. The
1: but uh, interesting. The Airmont boy is kind of getting a little coalition, so we might have to see some insider trading. Uh, we'll send some uh, investigators to uh, to report. Absolutely. On that.
0: There's been already some some funny <laughs> business attempted and discussed. So we'll have to keep an eye on everyone. Yeah. Uh, all right week four matchup previews coming up here. I'm going off of these rosters that are currently in place now. This is subject to change. We're recording at 6.45 on Thursday, so kickoffs have not occurred. First matchup, we see Z Phantoms taking on the Hasidic Hair Curlers, who come into this matchup as a three-point favorite. Uh, When I'm looking at this one, I think that the Mahomes-Russ combo was always, for me, the big the big hurdle for the opponent to have to go over. Right, that was that was a bit clunky. Anyway, I I think that Darnold comes back down to earth this week. Russ hasn't been fantastic. Uh, but I think this matchup is gonna be very close. Um on paper, all the rooms match up fairly close, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh with I think the biggest lean in, For me, uh, even though they haven't heated up yet, I still think Geno's wide receivers get it done this week. Uh, I will be taking the Hasidic hair curlers, 127, Z Phantoms 120.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. So thank you uh, for backing the HHC. Look, it's always very dangerous territory when you have a Hasidic hair curler entering Palestine. Um, However, I think the big thing here is to look at the quarterbacks. Um, How I view, and this is just me, I view success in this league for quarterbacks is above 20. And right now, Russ and Darnold are both projected below 20, and I think they're going to perform under 20. San Fran's D, really good. Dallas D, surprisingly impressive. Um, And and then you look on the other side, Teddy has been pretty good, and the Ravens' defense hasn't been. And Lamar, I just think is a shoe-in for 20. Uh, regardless of who he plays just because his running prowess so i'm gonna have to give myself the edge at the quarterback position the running backs are going to be really tight uh we expect alvin to be healthy uh chubb should bounce back i know he kind of got the uh, touchdown cucked away from him last week um, that was a kareem touchdown but i think you should find the end zone again but it's really going to come down to the receivers we both get it going tonight uh, i have tyler boyd He has Jamar Chase. I expect Chase to outproduce slightly. But really, you're thinking Deontay Deontay Johnson might not be 100% healthy. Brandon Ayuk, I mean, yeah, he scored last week. But could you really trust him this week? And again, as you mentioned, Robert Woods still yet to break out. Diggs still yet to break out. Uh, Evans has been more and more productive so I have to lean myself here but also the big takeaway is I kind of found a tight end I mean yeah it might only have been one week where Dawson Knox put up you know double digits but right now he's you know projected 9.31 um, so you have to kind of like that and you feel a little bit more confident especially considering that Dallas God it really hasn't been there um, the only guy I'm worried about is DJ Moore he's shaping up to be a true number one uh, low end number one but I'm going to have to give myself the advantage here. I think I bounced back after a stinker. I'm going to say 131 to 118. HHC by double digits.
0: Very nice. And our next matchup is, is an, an interesting one of former roommates, current Hoboken residents. We have Deshaun's Massage Parlor, interestingly coming in as a an 11-point favorite over Evil Stevie. Uh...
1: I think the stipulation is because AB currently has a zero oh, point that for COVID. Is, that is definitely so, the stipulation. But uh, we'll say we'll give them ten, and we'll say we'll, it's, it's we'll pick-em.
0: blame we'll, we'll blame the we'll blame <laughs> the uh, system here, uh, the website. But I am seeing AB having a zero point projection. Let's put it closer to ten, and we'll call this one a pick'em. Call it a pick'em. Uh, <coughs> Gino, what do you what do you see here?
1: Yeah, so if we're calling it a pick'em, um, I think that. Evil Stevie kind of strikes the fear in a lot of people at 3-0, but he also has some fear himself, knowing that that's probably going to come to an end. I don't see it coming to an end this week, though. Um, A lot of people were high on Jalen Hurts this year. I wasn't one of them. I think he's picking up a lot of his points in garbage time. So this week, probably be a similar game script. However, I don't know if the 20-25 point, you know, bench or barometer is reachable this week and even if it is you have to have Maddie Ryan trying to get you another 2025. because uh, when you look on the other side of the building you got Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford who are playing against each other There should be a lot of points both those teams play I think they're averaging around 52 points in their games um, so both of them are going to put up a lot of points the running back situation I mean Evil Stevie doesn't have a great running back room but it's better than Eliza Mitchell and Tony Pollard uh, I mean, David Montgomery should be getting more carries. I don't know what Nagy's doing. You saw in week one when they lost to the Rams, he was productive and he got, what, 16 carries? I, I think he's gotten 10 and 12 since. So you gotta get Montgomery going, especially with a rookie uh, quarterback there with Fields. And then Kareem Hunt has proven, regardless if they're up in a game or down a game, he's gonna be productive. Uh, the wide receiver room, whenever you talk about the Sean, Parlor, you're gonna have to give him the edge, but. You know, you look at some guys like Marquise Brown. Well, if he didn't have stone hands, he's putting up 20 points last week. Antonio Brown was on the shelf last week. Now he should be healthy and get a really nice matchup. And you know that that Tampa Bay offense is not going to let up the gas. Um, recently, Chase Claypool has popped up on the injury report, but DeAndre Hopkins looks to be fully healthy. Um, I don't know if I would give the edge to Hawkinson here as a tight end position because, to be honest with you, Gronk in a revenge game. Uh, I kind of love that. I kind of love Gronk to score. I kind of like him to score on Sunday night. Um, I think it's going to be kind of that heavyweight bout where we see a lot of points scored in this one, but I think the edge with quarterbacks and the edge with the running backs are going to be too much here. Give me Evil Stevie 141. Give me Deshaun's Massage Parlor 128.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with the pick um, between the quarterbacks and the running backs. Massively into Evil Stevie, and uh, he's been doing it all season. So I take him to get to 4 0. He wants to be the guy on the pod next week at 4 0. He'll probably get his wish. Uh, I have Evil Stevie 137, Deshaun's Massage Parlor 128. Moving on, we see Motley Jew taking on Snake Eyes. Motley Jew comes in as a 12-point favorite. Uh, Gino, what do you see here?
1: Well, I see two teams who are both trending in the wrong direction, but one of them has to win, so we have to pick one of them, right? Uh, you know, all these guys live in about what a mile radius of each other growing up, so there's a lot of uh, childhood rivalries here. Um, I think Dak Prescott and the Tannehill combination is certainly going to win out against the cousin Zach Wilson combination. Uh, 10, he'll go up against the Jets, albeit he might be without some of his best receivers, but still he's gone up against the Jets. And Dak Prescott, whether it's a shootout and he puts up a lot of points or whether they're running the ball, he just looks efficient. Uh, he just looks like a really good quarterback. So big lean there. Uh, running back's a little bit more even just because I hate the Barkley matchup at the Saints. I hate the Carson matchup um, at San Fran. Edmonds could do a little bit. Miles Gaskin could do a little bit. Both of those matchups are a little bit favorable, so that's even. But the receiver matchup, actually, Snake Eyes is going to take this because he has a banged up Julio, so if he plays, we'll have to monitor. Tyler Lockett and Keenan Allen is definitely going to get the nod over, what, Marquez Callaway and Amari Cooper. Um, and then the tight ends are kind of split, where I think Darren Wallers came down back to earth after that monster Monday night performance week one. Um, He's put up, you know, consistent in the teens and the teens. But now he has another Monday night matchup uh, against the Chargers. And Kelsey really is matchup proof going up against an Eagles team who just let up two touchdowns to the um, Dallas tight ends. So there's going to be a lot of points there. So I think this one is closer than the 12.3. And I really think it does come down to how productive Waller and Keenan, respectively, are going to be on Monday night. So it's going to be a clencher. Um, I'm really, really going to be tuned into this one. we talked last week. There's always one matchup that you're a little bit more interested in than your own. Um, So I think this one's going to be it. I have to side with the better quarterback room. Give me Motley Jew, 132. Give me Snake Eyes, 125.
0: Yeah. um, I think I'm going to take Motley Jew as well here. Uh, Yeah. we are going off of a projection that has Elijah Moore only being given two points. He, he
1: only might get they, two. <laughs> they don't like
0: Elijah Moore, but I think rightfully so. He has not done anything. Uh, good preseason. I guess that matters. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, the first four guys, you got Prescott, Tannehill, Saquon. I know you don't like him. I do. I think he could catch eight balls on on Sunday. but uh, And Chris Carson. B- better than... Kirk Cousins, Zach Wilson, Chase Edmonds, and Miles Gaskin. So for me, it kinda it could end there in, in what I think is gonna be a close-ish matchup. I got uh Motley Ju 120, Snake Eyes 112. Uh moving on, find a matchup that I am playing in. I'm coming into this one as a nineteen point underdog against Cosmic Gumbo. Uh I'll get give the thoughts on this after, but Gino, how do you see it?
1: Well, the 18.5 points, I think I disagree with, um, although I probably will lean Cosmic Gumbo for the overall victory. Um, the, the quarterback room here is, in my opinion, dead even. Um, you know, you have one team who's projected around 29. The other team is projected around 32. Um, none of those guys are game wreckers, game changers, guys that you could Heineke just say. You know. <laughs> I mean, Heineke's got a pretty good matchup, so we'll start there. And then Burrow's got a pretty good matchup. Uh, Tonight or whenever you're listening against the Jags, Heineke going against the Falcons. Um, But you look at Jameis, you look at Jimmy G, and Jameis going against the Giants at home, Jimmy G going against Seattle at home. So those are cupcake matchups, in my opinion. I mean, Seattle's defense look terrible. Um, And then I look at the running back situation, that's also really even. Uh, I love what DeAndre Swift's doing. Uh, Joe Mixon, as I mentioned before, playing the Jags should bounce back. Um, More in line with his week one performance. But then again you have alvin kamara against the giants you have derrick Henry against the jets so it's it's a really tough pill to swallow if you're on the other side of that uh, ass raping and then miles sanders marvin jones you're looking at guys who are really booming bust miles sanders still haven't found the end zone marvin jones has been pretty productive as you know the de facto number one receiver in jacksonville so i'll give the edge there I think it really comes down to these last three players. Mike Williams has been producing like a wide receiver one. I don't think he stays a wide receiver one, but it's hard to imagine him regressing against the Raiders at home against Monday night, Um, whereas Juju's banged up, might not play, might not be 100%, and even if he does, he has old man Ben throwing him the ball. Um, I really expect a big bounce back from CD, so I'll give him the edge over A Rob. But when you look at Mark Andrews and you look at Kittle, you look at a guy who is starting to get going last week in Mark Andrews. Now they're playing a Denver D, which is tough. And Kittle, for whatever reason, just you know, immune to scoring touchdowns. So while I think he's going to get first downs, I think he's going to get receptions. You have to look at those guys as even, and you can't give a matchup advantage either way. So, when all things said or done, I think Gumbo wins, but I certainly don't think it's by 18 and a half points. I think it's more about you know five or six in a high-scoring game. Give me Gumbo, 145. Give me Iron Dome, 137.
0: All right, I think that's a respectable pick. I said early on that I was probably going to take myself every week. I will not be doing that this week. I got to be objective. And I think when I look at this, it, even though I think my running backs are great – I think the matchups for Derrick Henry and Kamara are just ridiculous this week. I think they could potentially put up 80 points between the two of them if yeah. everything falls down the right way. But you never know. That being said, I'm still taking Cosmic Gumbo, 135, the Iron Dome, 128. All right. Our next matchup Boats and Young Ho coming in as a 10 point favorite over at Ju. this line another fairly surprising one Nadamakong is one and two boats is two and one that being said I think I don't have it in front of me but let me just let me just consult the website real quick uh their point totals are well no actually Sanchez's team is putting up some points so I will <laughs> I will take back what I was about to say and I think that that 10 point uh, line is probably pretty fair uh Gino what do you think
1: the 10-point line is fair, but um, we haven't picked an upset yet, and this is where we're going to pick the upset. So, wow. you know, I think Ndamukongju got rolling last week, and you really saw how destructive his team could be uh, when you're on the other side of it. Herbert got going. Rogers is, was Rogers. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, Josh Allen's playing the Texans, which is going to be tough, and Brady in our revenge game, which is going to be tough. But I think those quarterback room is going to even out. Uh, Eckler and Zeke, hard to beat but you have to love the matchups from a running back standpoint for an and Jew Clyde on the road against the Eagles. They got gas last week. Now they're on a short week um, playing a team who's gonna be pissed off at one and two in the Chiefs. You have Gibson who, yeah, he broke out with that long touchdown last week, but he also has the Falcons now. Um, so they might wanna revert to getting back into the run game and playing some more uh, keep away, especially with that defense having holes in it. So I love the Gibson matchup here. Uh, Cooper Cup, one of these weeks, he's not going to score two touchdowns for 100 yards. So I think it's going to be this week, uh, even though he's probably going to score 15, 16 points. Uh, Jacoby Myers does have a good matchup, so I like him actually to score more than 8.45. Henry Ruggs, kind of that boomer bust. But Miles Sanders, I I just don't see scoring two touchdowns like he did last week. And Cook has been hard to trust all year. But really on the the Ndamukong Juice side... You have a guy like Mike Gusecki who is better with Tua not playing quarterback, so I have to give the edge to Gusecki over Cook. Uh, Sutton is the number one, and now it gets even more target share uh, with Hamler going down. Uh, I love Debo Samuel. I love him in this matchup. Cook's is matchup proof and quarterback proof no matter who's throwing the ball, and Cole Beasley— probably going to tear it up and which cannibalizes some of the Josh Allen value. So I just don't understand why Boats is a 10-point favorite Uh, after the explosion from Ndamukongju last week. This one's going to have fireworks, so I'm going to predict a very high number, but I think Ndamukongju wins 158 to Boats is 152.
0: Interesting. I'm going to disagree here. I'm going to side with Boats. I got to play I'm playing him this week in our other league he's got Josh Allen there as well and I'm pretty terrified of that matchup um against the Texans I think that 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 24 point projection would be a massive win for Nadamakong if that's where it stays um and then I just think that Clyde and Gibson are not what you paid for and uh yeah we saw that 75 yard catch and run but beyond that i I think he had was like two yards per carry maybe um like you said they are playing the falcons but either way i think that the firepower that is on sanchez's side is going to be enough i agree with the high score though give me sanchez and the boats 152 Nadamakong 143
1: and our final
0: matchup sees the shrimp Taking on the Julin Saints uh, in what by record stand is the bottom of the barrel here. So uh, Jolan's comes in as a two point favorite, which I feel like they will not be happy about. Ah, uh, but Gina, what do you see here and uh, in, in two teams that really, really need a win?
1: Yeah, I mean, despite their record, you have Joorland Saints, which is fourth most in points, and the Shrimp, which is fifth most in points. So, the record might not be a huge indicator. Um, as we talk every week with the shrimp, the Achilles' heel is going to be not having that second quarterback. Well, when you look on the other side of things, the New Saints' second quarterback just went from Trevor Lawrence to Patrick Mahomes, so a massive upgrade. Um, if you want to cue the upgrade music. Beyonce, um, just a massive upgrade. So uh, you look at a guy Trevor Lawrence who's probably going to be good, you know, a f- couple years down the road, especially in the dynasty format. But you look a Patrick Mahomes who's probably going to be you know twenty five to thirty every single week. Uh, Derek Carr is playing like an MVP, so you have to give a massive advantage there at the quarterback position. Running backs a little more even. I, I do like the Aaron Jones, James Robinson one two punch this year, this week I should say. I think there's going to be some room to run for James Robinson, and you saw a real commitment from the Jaguars last week. Uh, Aaron Jones, off a huge Week 2 performance, came down to earth a little bit, but still scored right around that 17, 18-point performance and should be able to torch a anemic Pittsburgh defense, which is surprising. Uh, James Conner, Najee Harris, I don't love their outlooks this week, so I'm going to have to side with the shrimp. The wide receivers are going to be pretty even, so we're going to go back and forth. Uh, Odell probably gives the odds, uh, the edge over Corey Davis. Um, Odell's the number one, clearly, and really look to be in sync on his first week back. Uh, Justin Jefferson going against Chris Godwin, that one's going to be close, but really hard to side um, against Justin Jefferson, see what he's doing against D-backs. And uh, who knows, Godwin might draw J.C. Jackson, so that might be a tough matchup. Uh, D.K. Metcalf against Pittman. Now we're going to give the matchup back to D.K. Metcalf. Uh, he looked really, really strong last week, 100-plus yards and a touchdown first of the year. And then Jalen Wada, who's like this PPR machine, but he doesn't get any yards, uh, it might be good for, you know, 10 to 12 a week, but you have to give the edge to Thielen in in what should be a high-scoring game uh, against the Browns. But, you know, when it comes down to the tight end, it's hard to trust Kyle Pitts, even though he's talented and he's young and he's great. He just hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Uh, and I like Logan Thomas against the Falcons. Uh, bad secondary to score. So I'll give Joel and Saints the win. I don't think it's going to be by much because this shrimp team is just a resilient bunch who, when he gets knocked down, he'll get back up. But eventually, because he doesn't have a QB2, will lose. So we'll go low scoring here. We're going to go 117 to 109, uh, despite their high point total over the past
0: three weeks. I'm going to pick the shrimp here. Uh, oh god. I don't love the pick, but uh and and if he had a second quarterback it would be a no-brainer for me. That will be where he will lose if he does, but I like the I like the wide receivers. I I love the matchups. Like Kirk has been keeping those guys both performing well enough to start each week. Um and I think actually Pitts gets going finally this week uh against Washington who they got torched Everyone thought, last week. Everybody felt that their defense was going to be amazing, and it's yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you chilling. let
1: Daniel Jones march down the field consistently, yeah. and then they just got absolutely prison-raped by Buffalo last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, Heineke might look like an MVP against them, so you never know.
0: I would love that. But I'm going to take the shrimp in the upset here. Agree with the low score. Give me the shrimp, 120. Jordan Saints, 118 in a thriller. That is all for our week four previews. This week, we were not able to get anyone on the pod. We will have, I believe, Mr. Keith Diaz, owner of Evil Stevie, next week. So stay tuned. That should be an exciting episode. we got some great questions coming up. But we will get to everyone's favorite segment, the Fade Geno 5. Hey. I hope you tailed uh if you didn't maybe you can this week just to recap i had the titans minus five and the packers plus three uh, we all know what happened there would have been fine even if Rodgers didn't march down the field but god it felt good to be right and gino had the rams plus one we saw what they did to the bucks that score will lead you to believe it was close it was not and he had the Chargers plus six and a half, who manhandled the Chiefs. So, uh, You're well welcome. done to both of us. We're patting each other on the bat right now. Uh, current tally, I am five and one. Gino is three and three. We're keeping it respectable, though. And I'm going to roll right into my picks this week. Doing it again. Taking the Rams. Minus four and a half against the Cardinals. I don't really understand this line. Yes, the Cardinals are three and oh. Uh yes, they've been lighting it up, but I just don't I don't think their defense is good enough to stop the Rams enough. Um we'll see again the Rams will bail out to the run. And I don't I don't know who I don't know that the the Chase Edmonds James Connor combination gets it done on the ground where the teams who have kept it close with the Rams have been able to. So that's my thesis. Rams minus four and a half. I think anything up to a touchdown is is fine. Um, and then I'm going to roll with the Packers again. They're giving six and a half points against the Steelers in Lambeau. I don't know what, really what I have to say here other than have you watched the Steelers play over the last couple weeks? They are bad. They are really bad. I, I don't even know if Big Ben's going to make it through the season, whether it be injury or benching um but their defense has been kind of keeping them in games but uh I don't know I, I think that the Packers are going to be able to do whatever they want here if they want to keep it on the ground they can if they want to let Rogers ball they also can I think this one is easy for me I think the Packers win by two scores here take them minus six and a half
1: yeah, I agree with both of those, actually. I like them both because they're home. Uh, we'll start with the Rams. I mean, if home field's three, then you're only saying that they're a one-and-a-half-point you know, favorite on a neutral. I disagree with that. I think the Rams are you know, maybe two, three, three-and-a-half points better than the cards. I think they got a, a really high bump in def, uh, defensive rating after that first week, but they've been exposed uh, the past two weeks. So I uh, look for Stafford to shred. And then the Packers— Uh, This is a rematch of Super Bowl 45, they're home, the Packers can't move the ball, they're getting shut out by defenses like the Raiders and the Bengals, who have no business shutting out anyone on the road. Um, Two straight losses in Heinz Field, I mean, pull the research on when that happened last, and now you're going to Green Bay, which historically is one of the better home field advantages, so I'll swallow the points both there. Um, But again, what everyone is really, really interested in is my picks. So. Good job, Nicholson, on taking the first two because I would have taken both of them. But again, I'm behind the eight ball here. First one, a lot of points, but listen to the handicap. We like the New Orleans Saints. No, not the New Orleans Saints. We like the New Orleans Saints, minus 7.5. I even like it up to minus 8.5 because there's really not much difference between 7 and 8 against the New York Giants. This is an easy one and it has to do with two things. One, this is going to be the first Saints game in the Superdome. If you remember week one, they played in Jacksonville, but they were the quote-unquote home team against the uh, Packers. They shredded them, by the way. Past two weeks, they've been on the road. So they didn't look great against Carolina, but they rebounded really well, especially defensively against New England. Now they're going in the dome, which historically is one of the better home field advantages. So I just said home field advantages is three. Really, this Superdome is probably three and a half um and then this team defensively has been good despite some of their offensive struggles the giants have just lost blake martinez he's out for the year slayton's not going to play Shepard's not going to play the saints team although they're banged up they're getting a little bit healthier they're finding their groove offensively i think they win i'm going to say around 31 to 17 but an easy two touchdown cover uh, for the Saints. So that's my first one. So you're taking a hurricane narrative
0: there with that home game.
1: I just I just think there's there's too much going. I mean the Saints haven't seen the Saints fans haven't been there in you know, we're going on over a year now. Almost. Right. Yeah. So um, and now you, you have the hurricane factor. You have the Saints coming in against a team who they just played great against. I mean, well, the, most
0: the, importantly, also like the Giants.
1: It's the Giants, stink. too. I mean, that lose heartbreaker after heartbreaker and then to lose guys to injury. I think this probably is going to be one of the worst losses of the year. Just because from a football standpoint, think about it. When, when new guys get shuffled into the roster, it takes time to have a, you know, cohesive unit, both on offense and defense. So now you're replacing two wide receivers. You're replacing a middle linebacker. That's going to take more than four or five days of, you know, getting in the room, practicing together for them to be good. So I think by week 12, week 11, week 13, both offensive and defensive units will be better for the Giants. Week four on the road against New Orleans, forget about it. I mean, this is just, it's an easy, easy handicap. I would not be afraid about the number. If you want to be a post and then tease it down to pick them, by all means. Second handicap. I know I'm going to get a lot of heat here. Road favorite Giella, loves the Bucs, minus seven against the Patriots. Look, everyone and their mother's on the Bucs, and I know what you're saying, Well, fade the public. I just, for the life of me, can't see it. If the Bucks won last week against the Rams, then I would stay away from this, but they're coming off a loss. They don't wanna lose two in a row. And you say, well, you know, it's a road game, but yeah, Brady is very, very familiar with that environment, with that travel, with that stadium. I just don't think that the Patriots are really going to put up any points on this very, very good Bucks offense. Uh, Bucks defense. If you look at the DVOA rating of the defense, uh, the Bucs rank pretty high. Um, I mean, New England's pretty high, so I, I want to give credit to the Patriots, but the DVOA rating is going to be a little bit overhyped for how bad this Bucs defense has been. Yeah, they have some secondary issues, but this team and the Patriots can't throw the ball. So I think their secondary woos are going to be thrown out the window because the the Pats are going to try and establish the run. And then once there's a 10-point lead, once there's a touchdown lead, once there's a two-touchdown lead, uh, it's just going to be pin your ears back, get after Mac Jones. He's going to make a fumble. He's going to shit his pants. He's going to make a mistake. I think the Bucks roll, and they're not going to let up. Give me 34 to 20.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting pick. I think personally I'm staying away from. Uh it feels like one of those weird emotional trap games. I think that's the thesis if you're going to take the Patriots. I don't want anything to do with it. But, yes, I think on paper the Bucks are far better than the Patriots. But I think this is going to be our opportunity to, even though it's going to be a small sample size, who is whose father? Is is Belichick Brady's dad or is it the other way around? Uh, we will see. I'm I'm not touching it. I don't hate it. But you got four favorites on the hook this yeah. this week for us. That's probably not
1: that's scary. Yeah, last week we were, we were sharp. Last week with some of the the
0: somebody's gonna somebody's gonna be wrong here. But.
1: Someone's gonna get cucked, and you know it's probably gonna be me. So that's right. Um, you know, hey, if there was a third game in there, I throw the Chiefs, who was also a road favorite by seven and a half. So it doesn't really let any more credibility. Uh, but I think it's a road favorite type of week, which is a typical steer clear of Geno's picks week. So <laughs> do with it what what you will. But bet against Lehigh.
0: Yeah. It, yep. As as you always do. Well, that is all for today. We kept it a little shorter, thank God. and You're gonna be able to listen to it, doing getting your coffee, taking your daily walk. So enjoy, um, and uh, make sure you get your serving of corn this week. We will see you next week. Good luck. God bless well yeah with we box oxen don't